Let's go. It's the Plank Show on a Wednesday. It is, let's see, day. Let's see, there was Monday. Well, there was the illness last week that kept me, let's see, Monday, Tuesday. It's like day five from the mobile Buffalo Wild Wings studio in gorgeous Goldsby slash scenic Washington, Oklahoma. Along with Josh Helmer, my name is Chris Plank. All right, let's get after it. Uh, if you want to jump in on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, we'd love to hear from you. 405-329-9000. That's where you pick up your phone and you call, which is something I rarely do anymore, so I always have a hard time saying, hey, call me, because you could easily text us, right? Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. And as always, very active on Twitter slash X now. At Josh on Ref, I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at K R E F Sports. Standing by, I think, in the uh, studio is Josh Helmer. Good morning. What's up, dude? How are you? Uh, doing well, and uh, how are you, my friend? I really want to be back in studio, dude. I really want to be back in studio. So close. Um, I thought I was there today. But uh, plans changed. So close. Boy, that sucked last night, didn't it? You, um, and it's not, here's something that I noticed, and I don't know what it's going to look like on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I don't know. You know, I got to listen to the last hour of of Toby and TJ here on the ref. I, I don't know if it's as, it's a word I'm looking for here, Josh, acidic. As it seemed to be on social media afterwards last night, like I, I saw a lot of people that I really, I, I enjoy their tweets. I follow them because probably they're softball fans, but I, I follow them and, and I always think they have good perspective on the Sooners. And I don't know, Josh, it just seemed as if everything had like this hint of anger last night. Um, there's these moments where I I, I wanted to – I kind of wanted to reach out like, hey, hey, you know, this is just a college basketball game. It's, it's going to be okay. But then I also thought to myself, do I really want to dive into this craziness right now, Josh? <laughs> do, I, do I really want to post a loss to Texas, post loss to Texas? Um, do I really want to deal with all of this? And get in a fight like that right now. You do not want to stoke the embers. No. I chose nonviolence last night. But, I I mean, listen. I don't even know where you want to start, Josh. So, I've got numbers. I've got stats. I, I just think overall it's a gut punch because it's your rival. You think this team is pretty good, right? Oklahoma. Texas had been struggling a bit, even with its last second win against Baylor. It seemed as if the ingredients were there. The recipe was set up for ah, domination, right? Great crowd. You know, it stopped short of of begging, but pretty much as Porter's like, he's like, you know, listen, I've worked pretty hard to get a crowd like this here. And it's just unfortunate because it seems like those moments – like what? What was it? An I was it last year with the snow game or the ice game that they just let everyone in for free and 
I want to say it was a Bedlam game. And Oklahoma lost. Is it just is it is it just the frustration is at a point because there was such a push to get so many people there and unfortunately when it's when it comes to fruition Oklahoma doesn't appear to have its best performance. Is that is that why there's so much anger and angst and maybe even disappointment right now? Yeah, I think so. The I don't, I don't even know if you say general consensus, but a lot of what I was seeing last night was, hey, you tell us support, support, support this team. Mm-hmm. Come out, come out to the LNC, and uh, and then this happens versus Texas. I do think there was some overreaction out there. This is still a good Oklahoma basketball team. Is it a great Oklahoma basketball team? Well. Maybe not. Probably not, right? I mean, if it's a great basketball team, you probably win that game last night in front of that crowd versus your rival. But it uh, it didn't happen. It didn't happen down the stretch last night. <sighs> you want to get into the whys of it? Um, so here's what I've decided to do. To, uh, to take care of the two people that texted and were mad at us yesterday. One, uh, because we have a basketball game tonight, and I was talking about what was it, wrestling which was hilarious because we spent like five minutes on the Netflix deal for the WWE and what it means for college sports going forward. And then the other person that was mad because I was talking about getting stuck in ice. Friends, this is a fun show. We're, we're not always just going to be stick to sports guy. But as you know, Josh Elmer, as I talk about quite a bit, stick to sports guy or get back to sports guy resonates uh, non-stop in my head. Rent-free. Rent-free, y'all live in my dome. So I was thinking we just spend 9 to 10 a.m. this morning all on this game. Reaction, I've got all the post-game sound that we'll get to, including what Rodney Terry had to say about the crowd, Max A. Smith on what led to Texas's success, and a lot of Porter Moser to get to. Read a lot of text and just kind of flush it out, if you will. Just spend this whole hour flushing it out. Um I have a simple answer. I had a dream last night that I was sitting in Porter Moser's office, and I'm like, what do I say? What happened? And he goes, I mean, shots didn't fall. And I, I, I think about that being – and this was a dream, by the way. I don't know. This, this shows you how messed up my head is. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sitting in Porter's office. I'm like, what do you want me to say, man? What happened? He goes, well, no one wants to hear that shots didn't fall, but shots didn't fall. And it's right. you know. And I remember a couple years ago, Josh, it was um, – Lon's team had a problem where they just they, they weren't knocking down shots. It just I, I want to say this was either the the first or second year after a, that buddy class had left. And I remember asking him, I'm like, you know, whenever I whenever I ask you, it's like, hey, shots just didn't fall. You know, is is that an is that something that you know you look at as an excuse or is that viable? He goes, well, it's viable, but there's other things you can do and that you should do as a team to offset it play better defense, rebound, move better without the basketball. You know, all these things that you can do that even if shots aren't falling, you just don't say, shots weren't falling, man, right? And unfortunately for Oklahoma, it was a combination of all the things that you need to do when shots don't fall that just didn't really happen, right? Uh, they got out-rebounded severely. They fell prey to probably one of Max Ace Smith's better shooting games. 
And then whenever Texas went on that run, they just didn't have an answer late in the basketball game over the final 12 minutes. So when I say shots didn't fall, right, it's not BS. It's true. Oh, he was 2 of 10 from beyond the three-point arc, 2 of 9 in the second half. Texas, Texas shot 55% from the floor in the first half and then 63% from beyond the three-point line in the second half. So it's not BS. It's a legit point from last night. The problem is, Josh, Oklahoma didn't do those other things that need to happen when shots don't fall. They were out-rebounded 20-10 to 10 in the second half. I think the number was by 16 for the game. And I, I don't know that there was like a lack of effort or anything defensively. That, that wasn't the case at all. But, you know, Texas was just – they were finding ways to manipulate you all night long and get good looks. And even when you had a hand in the face, it seemed like – it seemed like they were just unstoppable last night. A number of these different categories you would look at and Texas got the better of it. Uh, turnovers, Oklahoma was, by and large, pretty good there. Points off turnovers, fast break, uh, mm-hmm. points in the paint. Oklahoma won those. But key categories, field goal percentage, 50%, oh. it's, it's too high. You, that number has to be further down. Three-point percentage, Texas shot well. 44% versus Oklahoma's 21. The, the free throw line, you expect that to be kind to you inside your own building, and, uh, well, you, you got to make it that way, though, too. And Texas shot one more uh, free throw than Oklahoma. So, and, and then the battle on the boards, right? I mean, that's, that's uh, the biggest puzzle piece probably of all is you got out-rebounded 40-24, to 24 and you gave up uh, eight second chances on the offensive glass. The game was tied at 52-all with 12 minutes to go in the game. 52-all. And... I, I got a lot of chicken scratch here, so I'm sure that someone will be able to correct me if these are wrong. But by my numbers I put together, over that last 12 I, – I don't have the – I think – hold on. I, I, I say I don't have the exact time of it. I was just looking at the play-by-play before the, the show started to make sure that I was as close to correct as I could possibly be. Yeah, so in the – let's see. In the last 12 minutes – and 22 seconds is, I think, the, uh, the exact number. Yeah, there we go. So it was 12.05. 12.05 to go in the game. Knotted up at 52, Josh. From that point forward, Texas went 9 of 12 from the field. Oklahoma went 2 for 13. So... I can't do two for 13 for you, but I can tell you 75% on the one. (laughs) There you go. Um, That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good, right? Um, Texas also, you know, I think in that span, they they hit a couple free throws. Oklahoma just, they they couldn't get anything going. And they were, gosh, I counted. I finally stopped counting. Man, Boss Hogg is on one this morning, is he? Holy smokes, I know, dude. Boss. It's a frustrating loss. Dude, I mean, I know he was loud yesterday, but um, he, he's really mad about this today. Boss Hogg is my rooster. I'm not kidding. I have chickens. They don't even produce eggs anymore. I don't know why I have chickens. 
They, they give me like two eggs daily. What are we even doing here, Josh? Sorry, back to sports. Like I was, I was looking at, I was looking at fifty-two all and just going down. Texas turned the ball over. Oklahoma missed an opportunity, missed a bucket. What did that lead to? Um, a couple free throws opportunities, three free throws. Right? They made two of them, missed the next one, and from that point forward, it was just all Texas. Rebound, turnover, bucket. Rebound, three-pointer, rebound, bucket, rebound, three-pointer. I mean, it's just it, – it, at, at some point, you're like, can I call a turnover after every – or excuse me, can I call a timeout after every bucket? It's like, what, what can you even do in that moment? Now, I, I defend – I defend Porter Moser to the grave. Always – I mean, I just think the dude's awesome, and I think he's he's great for going out and selling and pushing and, and, and fighting to get people out to the, the arena – I think that is a necessary thing for a, a head coach at Oklahoma and basketball-wise, unfortunately, right? you always got to sell tickets. You've always got to go out and get the masses committed to coming there and supporting your program. But, man, you got to win those games, right? you got to win those games in those moments. And I don't think anyone set out to just take an L. But, you know, getting outscored down the stretch, what was the final number there, 20 – 23 to 8 mm-hmm. over the final 12 minutes of the game. I mean, Josh, that's just that's a gut punch. I mean, that is just an overall program gut punch. And now you got to find a way to bounce back against a tough Texas Tech team that's coming in here uh on our wait, you're going down there? Where are we on the home Saturday? No, yeah, yeah, it'll be in the so, LNC. Okay, that's coming in here on Saturday. And I I know that you're probably not going to get a crowd like that. And I always see a lot of I'm never coming back, like I said, after games like that. But you're going to need that little extra juice because that's a that's a frisky Texas Tech team, man, that's coming in. Sure it is. I just – I don't know what else to say from last night except you got to find a fa- – you got to find a way to bounce back. Yeah, you got to win this weekend. And, look, uh, it's always going to make Oklahoma fans understandably feel some kind of way when you, you crumble against your rival in the final 12 the way that Oklahoma unfortunately did last night. The reality is Texas is a good basketball team, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, while it's incredibly difficult to win on the road in this league, week to week, night to night, it's tough to win at home, too. And, uh, unfortunately, it's amplified because, look, you, you campaign, you campaign, you campaign to get this crowd to get butts and seats. You get them, and then you don't deliver. But now you got to bounce back. Texas Tech, there's no time – to sit and be upset about what happened versus Texas in the final 12 because Texas Tech's really good, and this can wind up being an okay week if you go win and then roll it into next week where you got a couple of road trips. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. All right, we got a break. I can't believe it's already 9-18. We'll get our first look of the Kinnipamire Chevrolet text line coming up here in mere moments. But when we come back, Josh, let's hit the post-game press conferences, shall we? We'll hear from Porter. We're from Max Aismas, we're from Rodney Terry. After Oklahoma's tough loss last night, we're spending the whole hour, all hour, on Oklahoma, Texas. Tough loss for the Sooners right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, um, welcome back into the home of Sooner Fans. This is The Ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Uh, can I play two quick cuts here before we, we get to the phones at 405-329-9000? Uh, here is... Porter Moser on his 
this was from the press conference on his frustration because well I'm not thinking about I mean it was important for him to get a great crowd out there and they were asked hey about the crowd and this is his response I'm not thinking about I mean yeah disappointed I'm disappointed because we got we fans were awesome I've worked my ass off to get people in here and we didn't and that's on me that's on me so uh, we're thinking about the race this year. We're thinking, but yeah, we, we, we were, we're um, you know, obviously we didn't play to our standards and, and you got to give them credit, but uh, yeah, it starts with me. I put that team out there today and I thought we were, uh, we were ready and we, we looked tired in the second half and uh, um, I got to give them credit because I thought they, you know, they made some crucial key baskets in like an, a seven, eight minute stretch. They got, they got separation. And Rodney Terry opened up his press conference with a shout-out to the crowd. Great crowd tonight. Uh, you know, really good home court advantage tonight in terms of uh, the turnout. Porter's done a great job uh, here with this, with this program. They've gotten off to a great start. A lot of respect for what he's done uh, this season and their team. They have a really good team, a uh, team that's really connected, that plays really hard and uh, gives a great effort uh, every night out. Uh, I like to give kudos to my guys in terms of the effort and how hard they played and worked the game. Uh, we didn't play perfect, but we played extremely hard and we were really connected tonight. And uh, uh, we were fortunate and blessed enough to be able to beat a good team on their home court. This was uh, this is a really good text from the 918. A quick first look at the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of these cookie-cutter comments, writes the 918, about how the other team just wanted it more. What does that even mean? So you didn't feel like being competitive that evening? No, I think the point is you're disappointed that you're – if I'm understanding correctly, Josh, I'm just assuming here. I think you're pointing out your frustration in that all your work and all your motivation and all your hype didn't resonate like it appeared to with your opposition. I, you're, you're trying to give credit, but at the same time, send a message to your guy. So I agree with you. There's nothing I hate more than, well, it just it seemed like they wanted it more. Like, wh- what? How is that even possible? In an OU Texas game? Why? Yeah, exactly. How? Exactly. At, at home? In the LNC? But 40-24 uh, to 24 in the glass. That, that's, uh, that's a want to, right? It, now, exactly. It can be a personnel, it can be a talent thing, but it's also a want to. True Sooner on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Good morning, True. How are you, bud? Well, come on, Blank. Ah, Just uh, enjoying another day, man. So I I got rid of my Thunder tickets last night, and uh, as as much, you know, as what's been said in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, I probably chose unwisely. (laughs) You chose Um, poorly. Yeah. Uh, but, But I will say... Okay, I hadn't been to a game in a while down there since the basketball. Um, man, my mind is going in 19 different directions when I'm sitting down there. I was, I was, I was fortunate enough. I had a guy gift me uh, courtside, so I was, I was able to sit right down there and listen to it. And, and the best part of the night was the heckling that Rodney got. Um, you know, that, that made the trip worth it down there. Um, but and, and they got on him good. I mean, the students were on him good. But so – and I know this is probably a conversation for June, but if, okay, Lloyd Noble now, you know, Lawrence Welk opened up the Lloyd Noble in what, 76? And that kind of tells you Elvis played there in 77. Um, 
Is it the worst arena? If you if, if you if you compare the SEC and the Big Twelve, is it the worst arena of of, of both? And I'm getting kind of tired of. I I understand the chicken and the egg theory, but it seems like the frugalness of the University of Oklahoma. I get I get down there, mm-hmm. and they've got they've got white towels for you to wave for everybody in the lower level, but they didn't do the ones for the upper level. Mm. You know. They, they, uh, uh, you know, at the softball games during the World Series, they have towels for the for the family section, but not for the rest of the section. You know, they, the national championships. It seems like they don't do anything until you win a national championship. Why is it that Kansas State, TCU, and we could go through all of them, all have new arenas, and we're stuck with this place that is so outdated that I mean, it's just. They, they keep putting lipstick on a pig down there. The, the seats I'm sitting in, they're supposed to be the big daddy seats, and they're broken. They're, they're basically falling to the floor. What, what is going on? And why does it, you know, am I the only one seeing this frugalness is, is ridiculous that you cannot, you cannot, you know, we're going to go to win a national championship, then we'll give you a new arena. Well, I mean, I, let, let's I, face it, too, just just to jump in there real quick. By the way, not to be like literal Chris here for just a second, on the softball, they only do it for the families because that's where they know the Sooner fans are sitting, right? So, so they don't know where you're sitting beyond that. But if in that Sooner section is why they do it in softball. And then se- secondly, um, I mean, in, in all reality, I mean, the, Patty Gasso, Jim Gasso, the OU softball family, they worked really hard along with the Sooner club for years, years to get a new stadium. I mean – my first year doing games, and not to make this about softball and Love's Field, but my first year was 16. In 17 was they announced that there was going to be a renovation. We're going to renovate Marita Hines, and that went from a renovation to we're going to build a new field. And then it didn't really become a reality until 2021. 20, Love. Right? Love and and, and, and yeah. it was funny because when we were cleaning out, just to kind of give you guys some perspective on this, uh, we were cleaning out, I, I think it was like an older closet in the softball facility and you saw just different um, renovation ideas that had been posed and presented throughout the year. So it's a process, but I, I, I'm not trying to defend anything with, with the LNC. I think you're seeing Oklahoma try to do something unique with its relationship with the city and doing something in university North park. So if that works great, if not, then I think you'll see them address trying to do something at LNC that that's just well, you my see, Well, you, you just look at the pattern. You look back on Owen field, you know, how, how bad it was, before Stoops got there, oh, you know, um, you, you look at you look at Eldale Mitchell now. I know they're doing some stuff there now. Um, man, it just seems like for if, if we actually are one of the big boys, mm-hmm. why is it that the little guys? I mean, wh- wh- seriously, that's a, a valid question. Why does Kansas State and TCU and West Virginia and OSU got this renovation, which hasn't done them any good? But wh- why do all these teams have something that, and, and we're playing in a in a fifty year old arena? Um, it's outdated. It, uh, outdated is a kind way to put it, but yeah, true. It's it's one of those where if you haven't been for a while, like you said, and you mm-hmm. go right, and especially yeah. whenever you had been going to uh, the the Thunder games, and even though the right. Ford the Ford no, Center it. now Paycom is a little older, it's still super nice, right? It's still more relevant right. Right. than what you had. So I just again, I hear right. you. I, I I and I think Oklahoma hears you. 
But as far as you know, the shirts on the seats and things, I don't have an answer. I don't know why it wouldn't have been in the upper deck. I, it just seems just, like it just seems no like clue. it just seems like everything is just super frugal, and it, it seems like they're they they make it feel like they're in the red all the time, which they clearly are not. And it's very frustrating for donors like myself and other people that put money into that program, and 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 to go there and and, and you see Kansas State on television and these other schools. It's just it's very frustrating because uh, I think it would help if they had, you know, if they had some nicer stuff. It just, I, I hear you. I appreciate the phone call. All right, man. We'll see you, man. Um, this is a immediate reaction, Sean. Curious how the arena made OU lose and play bad versus Texas last night. I I hear you, Sean. That's pretty funny. The rebounding margin, though, is the one that really concerns me from last night, Josh. Rebounds, rebounding total. Oklahoma on the season, 83rd in the country. Texas, 199th. Rebounding margin, which I think is a better indication than just total rebounds. In fact, given a total rebound stat is kind of moronic, so I apologize. Rebounding margin, Josh. Oklahoma is 22nd in the country in rebounding margin. 22nd in the country. Plus seven per game. Texas, 134th. And last night, they walloped. They walloped him on the board, man. Yeah, true. That's true's right, though. He did say. He did say maybe this is more like of a June or July conversation, but I went, and it was a reminder of why I, you know, chose that instead of this. I think you're not gonna find anybody that tells you that everything is fine, dandy, and golden with the LNC. You're just not. But when you have it packed, and when you have and listen, I was texting with a couple people last night that were giving me grief. They keep saying it's sold out. I still see empty seats. Yes, that happens. That happens everywhere for the most part. Um, but that's not about the arena last night. That's not about the LNC. That's about a, a frustrating performance against your arch rival. And by the way, I think a loss like that with the hype and the energy that's been built around this team, I'm sure it, it stings a lot more that it's Texas, Josh, but if that was Kansas State or TCU or, you know, whomever in the Big 12, I still think, outside of maybe Kansas, I still think, and maybe even Kansas, I still think people are coming away mad as all get out after what happened last night. But obviously it's it's bigger and it's larger because it was Texas. That's right. And because it was at home and because it was a packed house and because they didn't deliver. They, they did not play well enough in the final 12 minutes. They did. Our first perusal of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is next as we spend this first out completely dedicated to instant kind of reaction and responding to what happened last night in the LNC. Oklahoma had a tough loss. By the way, OU women try to stay on the right track. They take on Texas tonight in Austin. That's at 6 o'clock. Your texts are next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Plank Show, we are back. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. Hour number one brought to us by Van Who's Fence. That's vhfence.com where you can check them out online. 
Get your fencing needs taken care of by the Premier Fence Company in Oklahoma. They offer fencing installation and fence repairs. 405-735-1167. Well, uh, the OU-Texas game, uh, it does have folks feeling some kind of way this morning. No doubt about that. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Sooner man, the only thing about LNC that matters is on the court. Ah, he's right. He's right. And uh, for somebody who had the, I was listening to it and then streaming it, which, by the way, is a hard, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Sync. When you're watching it on an internet feed and you're listening to Toby and Kevin and Drake, you kind of feel like you it should be easier, but for some reason it was... It was painful. It looked awesome. <laughs> it looked awesome, and it sounded awesome until about 12 minutes to go in the game. Eventually, maybe we'll get to the point where <laughs> you can just choose the radio broadcast on uh, the TV. I don't know. Is it? Dude, I hope so. That'd be great. Is it fair to say? Just I, I, And I know we're getting night. Sean's on hold. I'm looking at Sean. And it, <laughs> I'm cracking up at Realtor Chris's text that just came into and 580 Nate's cracking me up on the text line. But is it fair to say that that shot that Ace Miss made, that the logo shot was kind of a gut punch that for some reason Oklahoma was unable to recover from? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he knocked that down and it was almost as if it was like the whole wind was taken out of the game and out of the arena for some reason. Yeah, sucked the life out of everybody. Yeah. But that's what you do, right? I mean, that's what you do on the road. If uh, if you're going to go win in front of that type of crowd mm. in a rivalry game, you got to make plays like that and, right. and give Ace Miss credit he did. That's right. That's right. All right, where do you want to go next? Vinny Paul. I like Vinny. Godwin is not talented enough to hang with the big boys of this conference. Hughley has to step up. Probably even have to rely on Jalen Moore to be the most productive rebounder. What do you think? Well, Coach had talked about how good Jalen Moore had been rebounding the basketball uh, during his pregame press conference that he did the other day. But it's kind of interesting because you hear that, and then Dan in Springtown writes, do you think it was a mistake keeping Sam Godwin on the bench? It definitely hurt the rebounding. I understand that they were trying to deal with the Sioux, but was it a mistake? I'm like, um, okay, which one is it? I think – I mean, I hate to say this. That's kind of who people thought Texas was going to be all season. And they finally, unfortunately, have put it all together their last, what now, two games. And unfortunately, it happened against Oklahoma. Now, uh, Dylan DeSue, probably not a double-digit scorer. Until this season, right? He had, what, 33 a couple days ago against uh, Cincinnati? But whenever, when you're getting 19 from DeSue and for Oklahoma's, let's just look at their bigs, six from Hewley, uh, Godwin only had two, and then more specifically, you know, you got, you know, what, seven, eight rebounds between the two guys? It's, it's going to be tough. You want to get one more text or you want to get to the phones, Josh? Your call. Uh, let's uh, let's hit one more here. Okie Drink Slinger. Okay. 
I think most fans get frustrated that twice now, this year against Texas, last year against Oklahoma State, you plead for the fans to show up, show out, and both times you didn't just lose, but you lost big. Mm. That sucks. Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. And you could feel it, you could sense it in Porter's voice. Not just in his press conference, Josh, but... You know, by the time I think he did his press conference first, and then it went went talk to Toby, or, or maybe vice versa, you could just you could just tell it. It was like he was he was crushed, he was crushed. And now I can feel you. There's nothing. There's nothing where everyone's had that in life. Now, obviously, not on a level of where you finally get a sold out crowd and your team doesn't perform to the level that you expect it to. But you have something, all of us, that you work real hard to try to get to the point where it's going to be successful and you think it's going to be a big deal, and then it flops. It flops. And I just, it sucks. Got to go beat Tech on Saturday. Let's get Sean in here. I always like hearing from Sean. What's going on, Sean? Welcome to the ref. Well, good morning, Chris. What's up, man? How are you? I am well. Again, I have no clue as to how the arena affected last night's outcome. <laughs> I don't know. I, and as far as T-shirts or towels go, that's a sponsor. You get a sponsor for those, mm-hmm. and they pay for a fine item out. O- OU is not being frugal or cheap. OU spends money. They've got, by far, OU has excellent across-the-board facilities, and this this theory out there that they don't go to some other schools, man, not just what you might see on an arena on TV every now and then, but across the board, Oklahoma has got excellent facilities Mm -hmm. and they're trying It's just like with NIL, they're trying to be good stewards of the money they're given, but you got a finite amount of money too. This ain't the federal government where there's a printing press over there and you can just print money. And so, this it's just constantly i hate this time of year not just the weather but it's a constant three months of fan bashing and lnc bashing well crack that wallet folks <laughs> crack that wallet dedicate some money man i mean it just that had nothing to do with last night yeah, they got outplayed and, and texas has been to the tournament they've recruited well you i mean i think you hit it on the head this is probably what Texas should have been, and it just happened to hit on that night. Mm-hmm. But the, to, to, to hammer away at the LNC, uh, that had nothing to do with last night. Yeah, nothing. I agree. I agree. I, I, I agree, Sean. Hey, guess what? Uh, a week from Tuesday, we're on the road for Puerto Vallarta. We're on the road where? We're on the road to Puerto Vallarta. Week from Tuesday. I am, I'm excited about that. Let's but they've go. got a fantastic facility out there. Yep. But anyway, <laughs> yes, a week had away. It for I, years. A week away. I am excited about that. And I'm glad you brought that up. The uh, rankings have come out. What's your thoughts? Anybody? Uh, I mean, I think we would agree OU slotted where they should be. What's your thoughts on the uh, everybody else? I, Stanford's getting a lot of love, but outside Candy, where do you see that? Have they got the, have they got the offensive horses? And what do you make of uh, some of the other things in there, Chris? Okay, let me, a good, good, good call, Sean. I I'll let you run. I'll, I'll take it out there. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. The only reason I said good call is because I did want to take a second on this. 
I have come to the conclusion, Josh, that the preseason softball polls have followed the route. Root, route, we care? <laughs> Whichever you prefer. Of 99.9% of all preseason polls to where people kind of take a quick little gander. It's like, is that player that played in the World Series back? All right, let's put him up there. <laughs> Kennedy is great. Stanford is not the third best team in the country. And I don't know where this is coming from. I, I honestly think, Josh, that that is exactly, that's exactly what happened. They, they look back at what happened in the World Series, and they're like, dang, man. I know, I know they went and they got the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, but they also lost one of their star pitchers, and they don't have a lot of pitching depth. So uh, things that I thought from the preseason poll, number one, teams that were underrated, Teams that didn't get the preseason hype that I thought they might. Thought LSU might get a little bit more love. Kind of thought Florida might get a little. And I thought Nebraska with Jordy there might get a little bit more love. Nebraska just lost its um, starting center fielder or one of their starting outfielders for the season. Uh, I think I've been right on this the last few years. I think Oklahoma State's a little overhyped right now. I definitely think Stanford's a little overhyped right now. I think the four best teams in the country are Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, and Florida State. Now, granted, they did have those four in the top five, so I feel good about that. I think Clemson's in that mix, and I think UCLA's in that mix. But we got a lot to learn about UCLA. UCLA lost um, just about all its pitching from last year. Man, I'm, I'm getting excited. See, even, even just bringing it. Hey, there's positivity. There you go. Sean brings positivity. Look at you, Sean. Uh, by the way, 5808 uh, did crack me up. <laughs> he writes, can we please get back to wrestling talk? <laughs> and, and two for 13 is the same scoring percentage I have with my wife, abysmal. And did I read Realtor Chris's? I don't know that we did. It cracked me up. Considering what my contribution to the show should be today, in light of last night's game, I got nothing. Don't blame me, man. All right, when we uh, when we come back, we'll put a wrap on our recap. I, I do have a question, though. I, I do have a question, and um, you tell me whether or not you agree or disagree with this. Josh. Why is the response by fans... When OU loses in hoops. Not universally, but I think most of you see this, right? Why is the response always, well, I'm never going back. I'm not going back. Why is that the I, – I, I, is it because it was Texas? Is it because you don't go that often? I mean, obviously, True had a little bit of a different response. But why, why do you think that is? We'll dive into it next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we asked the question, why does it seem – that the reaction after a basketball loss at home, especially in a, and, and this is not new, right? Is I'm never going back. I'm not going to go. The 405 writes, it's because the basketball team can't ever seem to win the big games. They've lost all of them this year. People get discouraged. Now, I'm not one of them, but I can see the writing. They lose when they play good competition. Well, I mean, every game in the Big 12 is good competition. They've won a couple of those games, so, I mean, 
I don't know if I'd say they lose every time they play good competition. Providence is a good basketball team. But, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I'm not arguing with the texter. Sometimes people need to have a win. And if they don't get that win, then everybody sucks and everybody should be fired. I mean, I'm going to – during this break, Josh, I told you, it's – losing brings out the worst in everyone for some reason, right? Losing to your arch rival yes! brings out the very worst. I mean, I got to send you some of the screenshots that I have from last night. It's like, holy smokes, man. Uh, from the 719 straight out of Colorado, this is simple. Pretty much either you're a fan or you're not. Yeah, it was a rough game, but – you're going to have those from time to time. Get back straight with Texas Tech. Have a stellar game with the Jayhawks and Houston come to town. That's from Sooner Wayne. And then the 580. Oh, you fans say they aren't ever going back to a hoops game. They're not real basketball fans. They're OU fans. So they give it a look, but they don't understand the game like they do football. I call them casuals. They won't jump on board until it's popular. That's a kind way to say bandwagon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then 5808. Got you on fire today, Nate. The I'm never going back guy says that every time their order is wrong at McDonald's, yet they're still pounding those fries. <laughs>